0: We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials.
1: A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello,
0: everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Married Millennials. How are you all this week?
1: Another week is in the books.
0: I know. One week down of the Six Weeks Till Summer Challenge. How'd I do? uh <laughs>
1: how are you gonna create a challenge no, and then answer with uh
0: i was able to do both workouts not as frequent as i wanted though i really was only able to do each of them once and i really wanted to do them twice i'm kind of upset by that but it's going well they're hard workouts they're hard workouts
1: how long does it take you to finish these workouts
0: i mean like 25 minutes they're oh. quick. They're
1: so these are super rapid workouts but you're super done
0: quick. and they're great workouts but I, I just, I wasn't feeling well one day this week, and that led to the excuses, next day. Excuses, excuses. They're 100% excuses, but Wednesday and Thursday, I just, like, was not feeling good, so.
1: Excuses, although I, I can't really say anything myself. I typically work out two to three times a week, and I definitely only got once, maybe twice this week. Oh, I did play my basketball game. So I, I was short one of my workouts as well, and it was for the same reason. I have no valid, I don't have a good reason. So it's an excuse as well. So I'm so not even going to go understand. into it. understand, yeah. I but definitely get week, it. this
0: week, I'm going to do better. And everyone remember, if you want to join our raffle, you have to follow at TheRealLoveJays and at MuffinsandMiles on Instagram and use the hashtag six weeks till summer challenge for a chance to win a $100 Nike gift card.
1: I need that gift card. I need it too. But you understand, I love my Nike shoes.
0: Well, yeah, you have a shoe problem. You're not allowed to get shoes anymore. I, gonna-
1: I will definitely continue to buy shoes. I'm making a trip here soon to Oregon and plan to visit the Nike campus. And I'm going to 100% without fail come home with shoes. There's no sales we tax in Oregon. Not
0: to get, I know, but we for those of you who do not know, Justin has a size 15 foot, which means his shoes take up a lot of space. And for those of you who are going to insert another joke there, shame on you. <laughs> but hey, 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 hey. hey. hey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, your shoes take up way too much space already. You already, how many pairs do you have?
1: I have not counted. Tennis shoes or dress shoes? Those are separate. In my world, you have to keep them but separate. But they
0: still take up so much space. It's a lot of shoes.
1: It is, but the problem is for every you pair, take up so much space in the other closet, so I'm... I am confined to this small little space.
0: We both have the same amount of closet space. Please fight me on this. We both have the two smaller closets and then we share half of the larger closet. Is that not true?
1: No, because I have some, there's some stuff at the top of my closet that is not in our bedroom that has other stuff
0: the games that can go in the garage Is but that what you're talking there's about? also
1: bags up there so that's the
0: bags that are yours Justin? no
1: not always mine you Justin, use them on your trips you don't
0: have, yeah you you're losing this right now you all right maybe
1: i am bag. losing so yeah. yeah we do have okay that's fair we maybe have the we same
0: exact amount of space
1: but my shoes are double the size of yours so i should that get more, like so i should problem. get more space
0: no. No, you should not. I have more things. As a woman, I have more things. Like you don't have dresses and you you have Those are hangers.
1: So we're talking about two different things.
0: But it's closet space.
1: I disagree. I your I shoes need more are space.
0: You're piled high. No, you need less shoes. You don't even wear all them. I
1: do wear all my shoes. Just you wear all just your a few shoes. weeks ago, I went through and gave away what? 10, 15 you pairs did, of you shoes. Did get rid of
0: some.
1: And all the shoes in my closet right okay. now, I have worn, except Here's for one pair I haven't new- worn in a while that I wear when I go to my amusement parks cuz they're comfortable to walk around. So I haven't <laughs> had that fair. day yet.
0: I'll leave that. But here's my new rule. And Where then my other pair, ones like
1: some uh, Nike white on white Air Force 1s. Like you're not rocking, rule, you're man. not rocking Shoot, those all the, you're the time. You're just going to
0: keep interrupting. Okay,
1: me. what's the new rule? Then I'm not the going to listen to you. You know
0: what? They did a study that women are more likely to be interrupted than men cuz men talk talk over them and mansplain things.
1: Send me that article.
0: I will. It's actually it has video too so you can see it.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. I just talk a lot. I don't know if that's a man I, thing or it's a Justin thing.
0: It's probably both because...
1: It's probably worse for me do. because I talk a lot and I'm naturally Yeah, but you dominate. have to be
0: mindful of those things, right? Okay,
1: I, I got to get better. I do. You cut me off too.
0: I do cut All you off. All the time. I know. Just but,
1: because we're in the podcast. But listen,
0: I keep saying like, hey, I have something to say. Look, now I don't even know what I was going to say. It was important though. That's what oh, happens my when you have role, 9
1: million you, thoughts coming through your head at the same I, time.
0: I I know because I can multitask in my brain. No, false. Well, that's Plenty a of research moment.
1: that says multitasking is actually not good for your brain. That's true. Plenty of research has stated that.
0: That is very very true. So,
1: don't everyone's like, "Oh, Justin, you can't multitask." I don't. I pick up something and I focus on that. That's why I did well in school because I know how to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: He's trying to throw shade, you guys. Oh, it's there's no rude. there's
1: no throwing shade. Palm trees are palm <laughs> trees are swinging.
0: Okay, that's great. <laughs> Well, you guys, that's the end of our show. <laughs>
1: Thank you for subscribing. I'm now, gonna she's, go take now, now she's she's about to knock out. me out. Uh huh. <laughs> so back to your new rule. What's the new rule?
0: Uh, when you buy a pair of shoes, you have to get rid of a pair of shoes.
1: That I don't like that rule. I will work on consolidating.
0: Or if you buy a new pair of shoes, then you need to store another pair of shoes somewhere else that you're not likely to wear that often. Like where you can go in the garage and grab those. It's too much. It's too much. It is, but going I've to made the garage an and- to get rid of stuff. Ooh. Big news, what did I do when you were away last time? What did I do?
1: Really, really big news. You guys listened to an earlier podcast where we talked about organization, like my biggest pet peeve. And I came home and our bedroom was completely clean. Like, de- not just cleaned, de- decluttered. Cluttered. She got rid of things, took, took off our headboard, bed frame. Bed frame. Took the dirty clothes, hampers out of the bedroom. I lifted
0: a mattress and box spring, like lifted it by myself to move everything. Vacuumed all of the floor and we have two dogs. And
1: one sheds way too much.
0: Ridiculous. So anyway. We vacuumed this morning and I'm looking
1: at the floor and it's already disgusting. You know
0: what though? I think he's um, shedding for his summer coat. I think that's what's happening.
1: Don't get short hair dogs. I love my Ollie. Like, he's my guy. <laughs> no, but I will you tell should. you this again: that this is the last time I'm getting but a short hair dog. But the good thing with short hair is because I'm losing my mind. There's hair everywhere, and this goes back to my organization. I just feel dirty. But it's like, Ollie. I love my guy. Like don't get me wrong, but this is the last. But
0: time. the good thing with short hair is that you don't have to take him to the groomer.
1: I will gladly pay the money to get a dog room to have my house in a much better yeah. condition See, than it's currently cheap. in.
0: I don't really like to pay any money for stuff, so <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather just vacuum than no. have to pay to get groomed because at least that's free.
1: I it's not free. I mean, it not free. My time is not free. The vacuum is not free. That's fair. Emptying the trash bags are not free. We're supposed right. to say replacing you're, the you're, trash
0: bags. That sounds petty now, but I, I feel you.
1: Everything has a cost.
0: All right. So you just rather pay money than And in most cases, I would argue that I'd rather spend the money or yeah than the time. But just for that one thing, it irks me that I have to pay you to cut my dog and wash him when I just feel like I want to be able to do that myself.
1: I agree, but I am the ultimate believer in paying for convenience. Time is my biggest commodity, and I believe it's life's biggest commodity. And if you're in a position to pay for little things that can save you hours, two hours, three hours, i'm I'm willing to do it if the money if the money's there, I'm gonna do it If I go I agree to with that. if I go to events, I'm gonna park as close to the stadium as possible. I don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't want to walk i that that's how I do it. I just account for the budgeting and I think living in Los Angeles, you're used to paying for stuff right parking you can't go anywhere you pay for everything without parking so I, I think it that has affected how I look at things, but convenience is everything and I said if you have money in the bank and you budget accordingly. I have no problem paying for convenience. All
0: right, that's fair. I will accept that. I will accept that. Speaking of stadiums.
1: Beyonce. And events,
0: yes. The Beyonce Formation World Tour. Beyonce was amazing. I think that that was life-changing. And I wish that there was another word other than amazing because I feel like everything's so hyperbolic nowadays. But, I mean, wow. Wow. It was good. I understand I understand the hype i really do
1: the woman is an entertainer
0: she's a wonderful entertainer
1: and her dancers are on point too
0: and her dancing was on point yeah, her
1: dancing was on point but her dancers were also on point i'm just like man you guys don't miss a beat
0: at one point beyonce was pop blocking. i was just like hmm justin i kept saying she's so gracious you could tell she was humble and just you know, smiling and taking the moment in. And I'm like, this has to be your one one thousandth show, and she's still. I don't know. She admitted that the, to the me. The energy she was in. Aside admitting.
1: from the the great production quality, her singing, her dancing, the whole event was really good. But I think my biggest takeaway from the event, as you just touched on, was how gracious she was. I mean, there was a specific time in the in the concert. She's in the middle of the stage, the stage that bleeds out into the audience. She finishes her set and then just like takes about 10, 15 seconds, mm-hmm. is just silent. And people are applaud, you know, just clapping. You just there's a loud applause mm-hmm. going all throughout the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there taking it in. And as someone who dreams of being in that same space, not as a, a singer, obviously, because I can't sing at all. But as a person who's dreamed about being a speaker and standing on a stage where there's hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people looking at you, grappling on every last word that you say or that you sing, you just have that moment. She's been doing this since 97. She yeah, said that. in the con- It's almost 19 years. So you've been you've been performing for 19 years in the public eye. Mm-hmm. and you still have that moment like all these people are Jeez, here for wow. me and, the, and to acknowledge the fans and, and see it to me that was the biggest takeaway I mean she's reached the the pinnacle of success in her industry yeah
0: there's, I mean she's unmatched the new unmatched York, the
1: New York Times put out an article this week 1.2 million new subscribers signed up for Tidal when Lemonade dropped yep. 1.2 million Million new subscribers signed up for title. I mean, let's you guys understand that in the world of 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 social media where followers and numbers are everything, you're like, man, if I get to ten thousand followers, I'm hyped. I'm at hundred thousand. Whoo, we're making moves. Like 1. if you if you million, see if you yeah. see someone on any social channel with hundred thousand followers, like okay, they've made it. They're doing something popular. People know who they are. Right. That is ten times, yeah, the, the hundred thousand plus some extra change. 1.2 million new mm-hmm. subscribers just to listen to her album
0: yeah
1: <laughs> greatness
0: that's the power yeah that's i mean that's the goal right
1: 100 the goal and you and walking away from that the the biggest thing for me was the continued inspiration to keep going after what you love
0: yeah and she said that she she took a moment at the end of her show she sat down And well, I won't spoil anything, but she was it was really nice the way she was sitting down. She was sitting in. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she sat down and she said to all my young people out there, I am you and you are me. I dreamt of this and I'm here now. And she said, this is possible for you, too. All you have to do is work really, really
1: hard. And I'm not comparing myself, we're not comparing ourselves to Beyonce in any means of the world. No one should
0: compare themselves to anybody, but it's really If you think about it,
1: we are all people. Right. We all have the same 24 hours. Some of us have better access, and there's a lot of different variables that lead to success, and I Mm -hmm. won't be naive in that statement. But walking away from that venue last night, I looked at Joy, and I said, we just, we just have to keep pushing and not ju- not like we weren't already pushing but just keep going and keep going and keep going and and this has been my mantra for the last several years but it's nice when you get those friendly reminders, reminders yeah. along the way and, and that's what i felt like i was like beyonce is another human being just like I, the but show she... definitely
0: humanized her for it, sure. It was just like, oh, this is a person living their dreams. That's the, that was the aha moment as Oprah
1: would and get. is fully committed to their craft. Yeah, and when you spend countless of hours, the number, the magic hours, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's ten thousand hours. If you do ten thousand hours in anything, you're supposed to be an expert in that field. Mm-hmm. Now that can be debated, but. You have seen that she's, and she's clearly put in more than 10,000 hours mm-hmm. um, in this and that you you feel it. You feel the the commitment, the passion, the love she has for entertaining. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's there watching that, you have no choice but to leave inspired to keep going.
0: Not just that. I think life in general kind of gently reminds you, hey, you've got this, hey, you've got this, hey, you've got this. Depends on how you decide to look at things, right? Because perception plays a role, glass half empty, glass half full. But it is, it, it was beautiful to be reminded on such a grand scale. I think Justin and I both have been on the path of once you decide what it is you really want, you need to work tirelessly to get there and don't let anyone get in your way. And I think we both kind of came to the same realization around the same time. And that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing
1: yeah, right out of and college of going after it. And I just remember when I was a senior in college and I had no idea what was going to come next. And you listen to people, you take advice, you follow what the, the next path is supposed to be. It's like, Oh, go get a corporate job. And I did that after graduating, and I remember quickly into my first few months there, I was like, this is not where I wanna be, but I didn't have any clue on what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of sitting there, letting the days go by, mm-hmm. and I remember, at one point I was like, this is, this is not my path. Long story short, I ended up leaving to create a business with a friend of mine, failed miserably, was unemployed for nine months was probably the lowest point I've ever experienced in my short life. Yeah, but a lot, right. of, a lot of lessons were learned in, in those nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since that, that failure, there's been that drive to keep going. And mm-hmm. remaining positive has been the, the biggest thing. And I remember when I finally got back on my feet, was working, and then I was told, Hey we're actually going to close this office and we're relocating it yep. <laughs> to San Francisco. you know do you want to move? I was like, I'm not moving in San Francisco. Joy had a good job. I didn't really want to go to San Francisco. I liked Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I was letting the days were just going by. The days were going by, the days were going by and I didn't have any type of prospective job offerings on the horizon.
0: And I want to touch on that really fast too because I think that's the difficult part about being a recent graduate or just a new adult, right? I always refer to myself even now as a new adult. You're still very much figuring things out and it's you see all these things like go after what you want, follow your heart and your dreams, but they don't mention that it takes uh, a great deal of time figuring that out and I think it takes time because uh, it takes you a moment to figure out who you are as a person, right? You have to figure out who you are. Then you have to figure out how to really love yourself. And then that's when you get in touch with everything else. Like, oh, okay, this is what, this is where my heart is. This is what I want to do. This is a passion of mine. And, but that takes time and it takes time to turn your passion into a vision.
1: Two points that, that I'm glad you, you touched on the follow your dream statement. I think there's one word they left off of that. And that's strategically. Mm-hmm. I think the, the word, the, the phrase should be follow your dreams strategically. strategically. And strategically doesn't necessarily mean defer them, do not follow them, ignore them. We as millennials tend to be very impatient and don't want to respect certain processes that are in place mm-hmm. that require us to learn. At 22 years old, seniors in college, you don't know everything. And I'm the guy who always thought I knew everything.
0: I think most that's most of us. Well, yeah,
1: And it's our generation. Yeah, That you think you know everything because you have access to the internet. You see so much. Kids and growing up 10, ten times faster mm-hmm. than, than just 20, 30, 40 years ago. So you come out at 22 years old thinking you know everything and you don't. And I remember I came. I was like, well, I'm just going to go follow my dream. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people have to say. And I just got lumped up. Cold combo, Mayweather combo, straight to the chin, bow, and, and and that's that's what happened. But I wasn't strategic in what I was doing. Right. I said, okay, I think I know what I want to do. This sounds good, and I'm gonna go for it. But I didn't really put any strategic thought into that. I didn't write it down. I didn't analyze my network. Where there were there people I could reach out to? Was I being impatient? Could I have used the current job that I was in to leverage to where I was trying to go? Right. There's little these little things that you can use and piggyback one off the another to get to where you want to go, but that requires patience, right. and we are not patient. Right. And so when I say follow your dreams strategically, follow your dreams patiently. Yeah. You, can, you can do that, but again, patient doesn't mean passive, it doesn't mean deferment, it doesn't mean ignore it's finding ways to connect the dots and realize the line from dot a to dot b and the line from dot b to dot c are not always equal yeah. you can go from a to b very fast but b to c can take a lot longer it just so means re- take
0: take a step back and analyze
1: respect that process mm-hmm. and and that's to me has been probably one of the biggest lessons that i've learned and and i still suffer with being completely impatient. All of my friends know this, yes, I, yes, I'm, I am impatient. But When it comes to, in, in the day-to-day, what I've really, really tried is when it comes to, to life, the dreams, what I want to achieve as a human, creating a legacy, building out a platform that, that lives beyond my time on Earth, is that you have to be a little bit patient. And we don't know how long we have to live, so people yeah. will counter that and saying, you'll live every day like it's your last. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree, but sometimes there just, there takes time.
0: Right, and I think there's Rome wasn't a, built in day. a leap of faith or a leap of fear or a leap of impatience. And a, I think people need to make sure when they're taking a leap, it's for the right reasons. That's the other part of it. And that's part of strategy, right?
1: And it, it is a part of strategy, but it's also tying into your, your second point, which is figuring out who you are, loving yourself. I wrote an article about this a few years ago. When I graduated college, I had a complete identity crisis. I was, I've been a ball player my entire life. Basketball and, and Justin were synonymous. Mm-hmm. And once my playing days were over, you know, I didn't really know who I was, all my friends that I had made in, in college, we we weren't right next to each other. So there was effort that was now involved in creating you know, in and seeing each other.
0: But see, I went through that same thing with dance. It was just I did it probably, what, four months before you. I feel I was still I started struggling with that while I was still in school.
1: And I was just ignoring it.
0: Yeah. Like I remember feeling, oh, I don't think I want to dance anymore. And I don't think you got to the point where you were thinking you didn't want to play anymore at all. I I knew I had to let go of dance so I think I started kind of tripping out. Yeah, I I didn't have way any, before I either. didn't have any Maybe plans it was of, all of letting seniors.
1: I didn't have any plans of letting go and I knew cuz I was so good and and and, I, and let me correct that statement. I was the best that I had ever been mm-hmm. at basketball. Mm-hmm. And you worked so hard and you and you know that I had the talent to go play overseas, but that was the year of the NBA lockout, so the market was so flooded. Mhm. I didn't get an opportunity Mm -hmm. when you work so hard for something and there are some things that are just out of your control. That's the frustrating part. Now, could I have pushed harder? Could I have been more strategic? Could I, if I really, really wanted that, could I have found a way? Yes. I know that now at that point in time, I didn't know. I was only going, I was only going the route that I knew. And I was like, Oh, it's because of the lockout I'm done, but I didn't work hard enough to really make that dream. If it was a dream, Indeed, it a reality because mm-hmm. there's always multiple doors. Mm-hmm. It's finding those doors, and I I was looking at one, the door that everyone else was going through, mm-hmm. and for a guy like me, it just didn't work out, and I and I blamed everyone. So I spent six months and this complete identity crisis, and as I was beginning to figure out who was Justin away from basketball, I started getting more clarity on on my on my life. I figured out who my friends were, really, really who my friends were, who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a silly guy, I love to joke, you know, have fun. That, that's me at my core. Right. But there's also another side of me that's very emotional, that internalizes some things, mm-hmm. and I had to finally figure out who Justin was. Mm-hmm. Yes, what everyone saw in college was Justin, but there was also another side that not too many people saw, but that was still me. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of loneliness, confusion, you have to start having these conversations with yourself. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I like this, Justin, this, this Justin makes sense. And now you have a clear perspective on who you are as a person. And once you have a clear perspective on who you are as a person, then you can have a much clearer perspective on what you want to achieve in life
0: right and i th- think we always like to say relationships take work and i w- want to say that that does apply to the relationship you have with yourself and i think that it's something that you do have to do continual maintenance on it's something that yes you figured out this part but i think like shrek says i'm like an onion we're all onions and it's all just layer 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 and i think every year or every six months even you kind of you find a new little new little nugget you go oh okay and then you have to figure out how you feel about that nugget or if you are you're gonna change something like hmm I've noticed I'm a bit impatient maybe that's something that I can work on or hmm I'm really silly when it comes to this I like that you know just embracing those parts of yourself and and kind of you know taking a a mental note of them as well
1: you can't be 100% 100% for the world if you're not 100% for yourself. I agree. We can all say we want to be great. We want to accomplish a lot of things. But eventually, the facade will fall.
0: Mm-hmm. And Like it does every it, time.
1: Every time. Eventually, the, the, the facade falls. And I knew, for me, I was like, this is just not going to work. And I will credit Joy for really helping me in in, in pursuit of that. I would remember saying, I wanna do this, 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 and that, but it was in direct opposition of who I was and what Justin really wanted. Mm -hmm. The facade of who Justin was was saying, I want this, 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 and that, but that wasn't necessarily the truth. And once I got to learn who I was as a person, all of a sudden, my perspectives start changing. My goals start changing. My dreams start changing because I'm being honest with myself, and when I'm honest with with myself, and I'm viewing the world with honest lens, the world can 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 reveal to me different things that I need to pursue.
0: The thing that was interesting with you is that you were the things you were saying were so small; they were very small things that you wanted, and then that was what was in contrast to who you are, because. I knew you two want really large things you have big dreams and I think that a large majority of us do and that's not to say you know maybe not everyone has the ambition to be in front of thousands of people on a stage but I do think that most people in their heart of hearts have a dream that surpasses them as a person you know maybe what they even think that they could possibly be capable of it's I think the biggest and the best dreams are the ones that you kind of hold tight and you're quiet about but you should release those and what's the quote um our biggest fear is not that we're inadequate it's that we're powerful beyond measure I really and I love that I have the whole quote written in the front of most of my journals just to remember just to remember it just to say hey don't be afraid to dream big it's a scary thing it's a scary thing to put out there hey I want everything I want everything that I could possibly have I want to contribute everything that I can possibly contribute I think it's scary but it's so beautiful
1: and 99% of the people you're going to encounter are going to fight you on that I had I had a lot of big dreams and then as reality started sitting in I was like well maybe I can accomplish those dreams maybe so-and-so is right man this is really difficult to do I don't know if I can do that should I do this Maybe I shouldn't do that. Doubt starts to set in. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, okay, I'm content with this mediocre lifestyle. I believe the trajectory of each person's life is different. We all have decisions to make at different roads in our life. And and when we were in pursuit of something, we could have said, you know what? This is a little too tough. I don't want to do it. So we settle for option B or option C. And that's what I was quickly doing so I was like, this is overwhelming. It's easy
0: to do. It's pushed down your throat, essentially. It's like, oh yeah, all those dreams you had, don't go after those because now this is real life. Welcome. This is what you have to look forward to for the next forty years, and it's a lie. All of it. You it's need, a lie. You don't have to listen to that. You
1: need to get a job with benefits. You need to have a four hundred one k. You need to look at buying but a if house. That's what you, you need want, to buy stock options.
0: Yeah. If you want that, by all means, go for it. But if you want something else, go for that, strategically.
1: <laughs> we, have, we have one life. As, as far as we know, we have one life to live. And I'll be damned if I sit and watch other people go after the life they want because I was too scared to do it. And I challenge all you guys to do it. We are actively going after what we love. And it's not easy. It's sometimes very frustrating. We're still working other jobs and and, and doing this in tandem. Things don't come easy, often. But anything good is worth fighting for.
0: Go after it. No one ever says, man, I really regret going after what I really wanted out of life.
1: But everyone says, I regret not going after what I wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. So if we go after this and we fail, at least I can look back and say, we tried.
0: I regret nothing. We
1: did everything that we could and it just didn't work out. And I can go to sleep, land my head on the pillow and then, you know what? We did everything that we could and it didn't work out. Okay, fine. But I can't look myself in the mirror and say I have not explored every option and I settle for a life that is smaller than what I was destined for.
0: I agree. Well said.
1: What was your biggest motivation for deciding I don't want a small life? I want to, I want to go for something big.
0: I think I've honestly always felt that way since I was a kid. I've wanted a larger than life life. And I remember when I started college, kind of feeling weird about being in college. I was not a school person and I'm still not. I had to work very hard in school. And I did mainly, I mean, before college <laughs> I <got> to college <laughs> I mean, lost my mind a little bit, but I pulled it together. Um, but I remember my freshman year feeling like man do I even need school is this something as a creative that I need to be doing because I've always known that what I want to contribute to the world does not exist yet and I think that that is any creator and artist would probably say that right because it's your job to create things so um yeah it's not I don't know if I have had an aha moment I had a a re-aha moment because I caught myself saying things like, I just want to be comfortable or I just, you know, just want my family and a nice-ish house. And every time I said it, I kind of felt a little sick because that's not really what I wanted. I, you know, want to create stories and I want to have exciting partnerships. I want to be on my deathbed and know, I contributed something wonderful to the world. Um, And not that children aren't that, or, you know, because I think a lot of people will say, you know, your children are your greatest contribution. And I have no doubt that that will probably be the most phenomenal thing we ever do, right? Because there's nothing more beautiful than bringing life into the world. But I do feel like there is another mission for me. It's hard to articulate it, but I, I, yeah, I just have always... I've just always felt that like, hmm. so but my aha moment was kind of the opposite like oh no like why am I saying these things that I don't mean I've never meant it I've never meant it and I I I had to get brave enough to say I think once I started saying what I wanted is when I started to put more um, action behind the thoughts
1: I would say mine came when I was in between those jobs after getting employed, that was back in 2013, and I had nothing, there was nothing on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And I remained very steadfast in my faith, and, said, so and said, Lord, peaceful. open the door, and I 100% believed it, I was at complete peace, Completely. The right opportunity is going to come. I was literally a week out. We were a week out from the office closing, and I had nothing. We had just moved. On the, just moved.
0: We had more expensive rent.
1: Everything. Just and I had not nothing worried. on the horizon. And I remember Joy and my mom asking me, like, hey, so what are you going to do? I said, I'm at complete peace, knowing that something's going to happen. And that week.
0: You got to call that day that your mom was over.
1: Yeah, that week, two different job offers, two days from each other. Complete peace. And at that point is when I realized is that if I am aligned spiritually in the correct way and have that firm belief that what I can achieve will happen, it's going to happen. And that for me was the moment. It was November two thousand thirteen. I said, This is this is the time. And and of course, you're continuing to watch other people. We you know we have friends who who have gotten great success over the last few years, and just watching them grow. It's like, I've seen you, I've known you, and the biggest thing for them is consistency. That's what I've seen, is they're consistent. Even if they didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do, their path they were going on and kept changing, they kept fighting, kept Mm -hmm. fighting, kept Mm -hmm. going, kept going. Would hit a hill, would find a way to climb up. Just kept chugging along, kept chugging along, kept chugging along. And next thing you know, you look up and you're like, oh man, so and so's doing this, so and so's doing that. And the and the underlying message of them all is they did not quit. They didn't necessarily have the full vision, but they didn't quit. They knew it was placed in their hearts and they walked towards it. Yeah. Boldly.
0: Walked in the general direction. Yeah.
1: In in, in boldly, in mm-hmm. faith, and said, This is where I'm gonna go, and good things happen. And then the third one, of course, is Books, podcasts, articles, you got to read. I am the worst reader of all time. I will just admit, I love Books. I love every so successful person, like every single one, literally every single one is like, oh, you have to read, you have to read. It's like every time I try to pick up a book, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I just tune out. And I've been telling Joy so for the last, what, two, three years, I gotta read. I'm gonna pick up a book of read. I'm gonna start reading. And I got a little better last year, but completely fell way short of my initial goal. But this year, I subscribed to Audible, Audible. and I went through the audiobook route. I just subscribed about a month ago and I'm getting through my first book I only have it's a Steve Jobs biography which is completely life changing if you've not read it despite your opinions of Apple despite your opinions of Steve Jobs the man was a genius and a visionary and you can learn a lot from those people just in this one book that I've started reading I've been taking little stories little nuggets and seeing them in my life and how I can apply those little lessons so I was like for the first time I was like get I get what people are saying. And, and I've been like that with articles. I'll read articles on the internet all day. But there's a different type of knowledge that comes from books.
0: Right, I agree. It's sacred knowledge. I'm still a little behind on the Steve Jobs book, but I do need to catch up. I'm actually the opposite. I'm having a hard time listening to a book on audio. I'd much rather curl up with the paper. But I won't say that I'd much rather. What I? Here's my pros with audible books. You can do other things while you're listening to them, aka drive or wash the dishes, but you can't zone out. And I think I have a tendency to sometimes zone out. You know, when I read, I can read for hours. I can read for, you know, a whole day. I can sit and read a book for 10 hours. No problem. But listening, I've probably got a 45 minute max until I start to like wait what did they say what you, what happened in this part so
1: getting lost in audiobooks doesn't happen
0: yeah it's a, it's a it's a completely different i don't know but i really do i'm excited about audible i want to try a um, a fantasy novel i think next but i i am enjoying learning about steve's journey as well
1: and all of you guys enjoy listening to podcasts well, i would encourage you if you are like me Struggled reading books.
0: Yeah, podcasts I listen to like so, nobody's doing. It,
1: it's a similar thing. As I started listening to more podcasts, I've become more open to the idea of audiobooks. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it's really working. And all of you are listening to this podcast. So I would encourage you if, if you are like me and struggle to read books, not because you're incapable, you just don't make the time for it, try the audiobook route. It is working nicely. For me, and I'm excited to, to see how it plays out over the next few months.
0: That's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials.
1: Be sure to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. If you don't know where to subscribe, head over to lovejays.com. That's L-O-V-E-J-A-Y-S.com. Connect with us on social media. You'll see all our links right there at the top of the page. We tweet out the link. We Instagram the link. We post the link on YouTube. There's a lot of different ways where you can subscribe. Or you can just open iTunes or Stitcher and hit the subscribe right there.
0: And please leave us a review as well. We'd love to hear your feedback.
1: Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.